Why is it so hard to make a Christian comedy? Is it because Christians just can't take a joke? Or is there something else going on? We discuss this and more with the makers of the new film Faith-Based on this episode of The Overthinkers. Well, hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, home for the creative intellectual and the only cult that wants you to think more, not less. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, culture critic, and um, purveyor of dad jokes, unintentionally sometimes. <laughs> and with me, as always, is my jarringly jovial co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, and I'm going to go on topic this week and say faith-based filmmaker. You are a faith-based yeah, filmmaker, yeah. yes. And you're telling people, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's kind of scary, but yes. I'm coming out. Very cool. Well, with us today are three, yes, three very special guests. They're the filmmakers of new satire of the Christian film industry, Faith Based, which has been getting stellar reviews and is available now on demand. And I'm going to have them introduce themselves and uh, we'll go um, director, writer, then actor. And uh, yes, uh, go ahead. Order of importance. <laughs> <laughs> not quite, not quite. You mean that first. <laughs> Uh, I'm Vince Michelli. I directed Faith Base. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm Luke you can, tell, you can I'm tell us the... more things about yourself too yeah. if you want. What else have you directed? What you worked on before? That's it. Yeah, I'm Luke. No, seriously, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm Luke Barnett. Uh, I I wrote and am one of the actors in Faith Based. Uh, I don't know how much time we got for me to just kind of just give like a full bio resume. Yeah, do it. Um, yeah, do it. Yeah. Uh, this is your opportunity. No. Start, start at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, start, start at the beginning. beginning. I was born a small black child. <laughs> in the, uh, the line from the jerk. Um, yeah, the, uh, no, no, no. All three of us, I kind of work with these guys since we we all have done a lot of funnier die stuff, which is kind of where uh, I know I cut my teeth kind of writing and, and doing topical comedy. And then uh, our first feature film was in 2016, which was called Fear Inc. And, uh, and I wrote that and Vince directed it and Tanner was also a producer on. And so that's kind of been cool. collaborating ever since. Nice, very cool. And speaking of Tanner, Oh, hi. Uh, my name is Tanner. I am thoroughly excited to be joining your cult today. I've been joining the cult <laughs> yes. for quite a time. Uh, quite a long time. Um, yeah, um, I can be seen in various dumb comedy videos on the internet. Nice. Um, Our favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fun stuff. And then, uh, yeah, collaborated a lot with uh, Vince and Luke on random things over the years. Awesome. Very cool. Well, we're very happy, very honored to have you on today. So now on topic, we are asking if uh, Christians can take a joke. So, uh, <laughs> well, we hope so. <laughs> little little non-controversial topics yeah. we do on our on our <laughs> on our episodes. So Christians and religious people in general can sometimes have a not always unearned reputation for having no sense of humor. Fittingly, Christians often Christian films often struggle in uh, the box office. Um, Believe Me and uh, The Resurrection of Gavin Stone were both recent attempts to jumpstart comedy and satire in the faith-based market, and both did not do very well at the box office. The Babylon Bee started out as a Christian version of The Onion for Christians mm. to make fun of themselves, but has now become devoted primarily to, whether you like this or not, conservatives making fun of liberals. Even faith-based, 
the uh, movie that you guys made got bashed by Fox News and Breitbart wow. early on for being anti-Christian before the film was even out or anybody had even seen it, which you guys had a little bit of fun with in one of your early teasers, which was very entertaining. <laughs> on the flip side, films like Sausage Party or this year's uh, Yes, God, Yes, which satirized religion from the perspective of atheists, um, but many of those tend to be very mean-spirited and be enjoyed by only people who really like doing mean-spirited humor towards other people. Um, so everybody, Christians and non-Christians agree that comedy is good and it's important to laugh at things that are important. Yet when it comes to religion, many people struggle to do just that. So gentlemen, what inspired you to take on this subject of faith-based films as your latest project? By which I mean, what in God's name possessed you to take on the faith-based <laughs> films in your latest project? Why do you think it's so hard to tackle religion well in film? What do you think the answer is to doing it well? Yes, that's a lot of questions. Yes, take that as permission to take the conversation in the direction you want to go. You may decide amongst yourselves who goes first, but typically we recommend trial by combat or the most handsome person starts us off. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> hit, hit, hit Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As the uh, handsome man, Tanner. <laughs> Tanner is the best looking and would and would win yeah, combat. Yeah. So I think he's got it. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Right here on the know. floor. Uh, sure, whatever. I'll go. I, the, the, the great thing about listen, here's the truth: is the great and amazing thing about religion and spirituality in whatever flavor that you choose is that it is wonderful at uniting people. But then there's also, there can be the negative side of it, the other side of that coin, where like sometimes it can divide people. You know, if we look at sort of, I, I don't know, world history and how religion <laughs> has been used, you know, obviously yeah, to yeah. Uh, wreck shop. Um, and so it's one of those things like living in America, there is no escaping the fact that the country was founded um, by Christians and built on Christian principles, and that and that the largest religion in America is obviously Christianity. And so that's a whole lot of people who have uh, a large uh, a, a large experience in common. Hmm. And so um, it's a whole lot of people who who might get offended if there's something in this movie they don't like. But then it's also a whole lot of people who might connect to the movie in a really hmm. unique way. Cool. End of answer. <laughs> yeah, 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 and, 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 and to done. Yeah, and, and to dive more into like how why we chose chose to tackle this, it's kind of like there's a couple reasons. One was, um, you know, when I, I'm 37, and when I was in high school, so kind of like late 90s, early 2000s, there was a lot of friends. I played in like really bad garage bands and listened to a ton of like Christian punk and ska and, oh, and all okay, this stuff. Man, all the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. all that no, stuff. We, and we were there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, and uh, and I had some friends that played in that were much more talented that played in secular bands, but never kind of got past the like local legend sort of level. And I saw them a few years later, and they had all of a sudden were making uh, a comfortable living playing Cornerstone and Creation, these kind of big Christian music festivals and, and playing Christian colleges and churches and, and whatnot. And and I knew these guys. So I was kind of like, I don't think you're the, you're all of a sudden just some sort of like pastor. Uh, and I realized that they had just kind of realized that having a more niche market of people that tend to support other believers 
really worked in their favor financially. And then I think around the mid 2000s, that really happened with movies. And, um, mm-hmm. and you had kind of the Kendrick brothers and the Irwins make Flywheel and make a handful of these movies that um, they made for in the you know, 50 to $300,000 range and all of a sudden made a lot of money. And then they kind of expanded and did Fireproof and um, some movies that had a $1 million and then a $2 million budget and kind of worked their way up and where all of a sudden those movies were making $20 million, $30 million. And, uh, and now they're in a place where they're making $6 million, $8 million budget movies. But I would argue, aside from nicer cameras, the stories haven't necessarily improved. Uh, right. You know, that's the same budget as Nightcrawler. You know what I mean? So you're kind yeah. of like, I know that everybody's not, uh, Dan, I know we're not Dan Gilroy. We, we know the guy's one of the most talented guys in the world. But like, but there's, a, there's something to be said there when you're, when you have the same resources as as Nightcrawler, uh, and they're very different levels of of movies, and we just found that interesting in general. And at one point, our first movie, Fear Inc., uh, had premiered at Tribeca and did really well for us in the festival circuit, and and people seemed to really like it. Um, and we kind of thought immediately we would be catapulted from indie filmmakers to studio filmmakers, and uh, and that just didn't really happen oh, for us. You know, so we spent sorry. like. Yeah, yeah, we spent yeah, two years thanks, pitching guys. and thanks. yeah, thank we you. Appreciate it. Um, uh, <laughs> this is the film that's going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, we, I, it was I, interesting. I, it was interesting because we, we we like did have we like sold we you know sold a pilot, did stuff that was cool, but then it didn't end up on the air, and then all these things didn't happen. And eventually, I joked with Vince. I said we should just make a really bad Christian movie with Kirk Cameron and <laughs> use that money um, to basically make the movies that were not able to get funded. Um, and that kind of joke turned into a, a real idea and, and then we eventually made faith-based. Now I'm curious, are any of you, and this is not a trick question, are any of you actually believers or people of faith at all? We all just terrible atheists who are just <laughs> going straight to hell. <laughs> uh, Do they have yeah. to be mutually exclusive? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, you can't be a terrible no Christian who's also going straight to hell. <laughs> I, I, complain, exactly. I completely kid, but I am curious about if you have well, faith lives or faith Well, I'll, I will start off with saying this. All of us come from uh, different versions of an evangelical Christian background. Okay. All of us come from some, and some of us ha- have, to a certain extent, it's like my dad was a pastor when I moved to Los Angeles. I was as involved as you can be in one of the hippest churches here, Mosaic. I led the drama Mosaic. Mosaic. It's like, oh, yeah. you know, it's a uh, smoke adventure. Uh, so, so, yeah. So I guess, I guess you know, we can all answer individually, but for the well, most so. part, in terms of our, our background, <laughs> we all were very familiar with like both the church and the faith-based film industry. So this isn't something that just, you're like, oh, let's pick those people and yeah. you were familiar with this culture, with this crowd. And so you sure. had, I was watching it and I noticed that, this wasn't made by people who are totally unfamiliar with this subculture. This is people who have experienced this in some way, shape, or form, and have some insight into the idiosyncrasies that live. We, we shot at Vince's church. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So, so to answer your question, like, yeah, we all we all grew up with similar backgrounds in, in terms of like growing up in the in the Christian subculture in different ways, youth group, and listening to you know, Christian music and sort of being around faith-based movies. Um, where I differ a little bit is I, I still go, I am a Christian. And so when Luke made the joke after we had made Fear Inc. of like, we should just go make a faith-based movie and, and make a, you know, take that money and go make our own things. 
I, and then we were like, that's a great idea. Let's turn it into a, a concept. <laughs> we had developed it into uh, initially uh, the first season of a, of a TV show. And I, you know, of course I have to admit right at the beginning of that process, I was thinking like, okay, I would call myself a Christian and I'm developing a project that's making fun of like one of their, one of their cornerstone entertainment avenues. Right. Totally. And, but that quickly went away because I do not really like, I'm not really, I do not like faith-based films at all. In fact, you know, I moved up to LA as a Christian, as a filmmaker and had to kind of separate the two, you know, sure, back sure. in 2004, 2005, it's like, you know, when I'm working with filmmakers, I, I don't necessarily mention, or at least then I didn't mention that I, I was a Christian. Cause that's like, Oh, then I guess that means you want to make faith-based movies. Sure, it's like, yeah. no, I, I, I'm a Christian. I'm also a filmmaker. So it's like, how do you put those two stories together? And so very quickly, when we started talking about what we would do with this story for faith-based, I was like, no, man, this is like, this should be ripe for comedy. This should be, you know, if you're a Christian, if you're not a Christian, you should totally understand the ridiculousness of not only just faith-based movies, but the whole thing in general, if you can't poke fun at different aspects of it, as long as you're not mean-spirited and not saying if you believe in in Jesus, you're crazy. It's like, no, we don't say that in the movie. That's not how we feel. Um, but, you know, to say like, you know, there are churches out there that put a lot of focus, maybe too much focus mm. on how good their coffee is or how, <laughs> how good their bands are. How good their band or, is. You know, good bands yeah, exactly. Or like how, how much of, how much of their tattoos are they going to show when they're up on stage? Like yeah. stuff like that. I've been in those conversations. And so that stuff, if you can't, laugh at that then i think there's something wrong as opposed to you shouldn't be able to joke about that so that's where i i drew that line and thought you know what i'm i'm going for it and if people get upset that's the, that's something they need to deal with on the inside because like what we're <laughs> saying what we're saying is true you know they need to get with god yeah <laughs> well, and, you know i noticed i watched this uh yesterday guys and you know I'm a, I am both a, a man of faith and a, um, a filmmaker who has made films about faith. And so I'm always kind of ready. Oh, you know, a lot of that. I didn't find it to be mean spirited, which I thought was really interesting. I could still enjoy it, even if it was total just take down a Christianity, cool. Christian culture, but I didn't find it to be mean spirited. I found it to be insightfully ribbing, if that's the way to put sure. it. And sure. I think that's the best kind of comedy um, is, is things that don't just seek to make fun of something, but to understand it to more insightfully yeah. point out its idiosyncrasies. And I think the Christian culture, it's funny because we're talking about can Christians take a joke? And you know, you're talking earlier about this is the major religion of the US, it's a major religion of the entire world. And so it's funny to me that here in America, Christians are so bad at taking a joke or having people poke at them because right. you know, we don't like seeing the little guy poked, but Christianity is hardly the little guy. It is sure. It's not things. punching down, you know what I mean? Right. No, yeah. I mean, you're punching a, I mean, millions of the, the major religion of not just America, but the entire world. And so I'm always a little frustrated when, when Christians can't take a joke, especially ones about, about their culture. Like there are some really hilarious things about Christian yeah. culture. Yeah, and it's like, you know, Book of Mormon is the perfect example. The thing I kept yes, going yeah, back to when we were that. first talking about faith-based, I kept, we kept talking about Book of Mormon because it's it's such an obvious, like, this is a satire 
of the Mormon faith and they, and they touch it. They kind of make fun of everybody in book of Mormon. But the thing that struck me about that was when I went to see book of Mormon in the playbill, the Mormon church took out a full page ad, (laughs) basically endorsing the musical and endorse endorsing the fact that like they can take a joke and it's like, Mm -hmm. hello, if the Mormon church can do this, what is wrong with like with Christians? They can't laugh at themselves. Like, come on. I think yeah. they might do that for all of them because I, I saw it live as well. And it's like the first thing when you open the stage, the little pamphlet, it's like, boom, Church of Latter-day Saints. And you're like, oh, shoot. Yeah. And it's just, it, it gives you permission to laugh as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I will stick up for Christians, you know, for a moment here on the, on the you know, not being able to take a joke thing, which is that I think that there is, there, it's always interesting. Um, I, back when um, uh, they made the movie um, Believe Me, there was um, uh, the director, he, he took out sort of like a, a, wrote an article about like why the movie didn't do very well. And one of the things he mentioned, he mentioned a lot of things, but one of the things he mentioned is that the way they marketed it is they marketed it as, you know, a mainstream, you know, uh, comedy and not a faith-based film. And he said that he, because that's what he wanted to make, obviously, and that's a, that's a good thing. But one of the things he found, um, realized is that people watching it thought it was going to be um, mean-spirited outside uh, takedown. And there is something very true about it's easy, it's much more acceptable to make fun of a group that you're in than to make fun of a group that you're not in. And, you know, I mean, like, everybody has, you know, knows somebody who is like, oh, they can tease their sibling, you know, as much as they want. But if you ever tease that, so then you're going to get punched. Mm-hmm. And so there is always this confusion going on, sort of in comedies, sort of about... Um, you know, a group, and this happens with politics, it happens, you know, with, um, with gender and race. And it's like, you want, again, there's a lot of emphasis today about on people, you know, who are, you know, of a particular race getting to tell their own stories and things like that. And part of it is because, you know, we have all these different sort of tribes in America. And it's like, oh, does this group get to sort of like make fun of or do social commentary about our group? So I think that there's a lot of that that goes on. And that's a sort of struggle, I think, with sort of faith-based comedies that I've seen is that it's like you want it to be mainstream so it's not just appealing to Christians. But you do also want to signal that this is coming from a place that's not mean-spirited. Because like I said, there are mean-spirited comedies that are directed at Christians as the outsider group. And one thing that Book of Mormon did really well is even though it was made by people who were not, you know, um, insiders of Mormon, is uh, of, uh, as Mormons, they did treat it as if they were. Um, so mm-hmm. I was wondering if you could sort of speak to that. Like, did how did you sort of try to get that balance of actually doing that and signaling to other people how they should take this, even though it went very horribly wrong, you know, <laughs> way really early on. Well, uh, we 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 talked a lot. We we talked a whole lot through through the creation. Uh, you know, the story and the script, and then even on set. Um, and, and again, because like we've collaborated on things in the past, there've been times where like, and, and not even specifically in faith-based, but there've been times where it's like, oh, what about this joke? And then later on we realized, oh, you know what? That's not, that's, that's not the good use of this creative ability. Mm-hmm. You know, you, if you have an ability uh, to be creative and make jokes, Sometimes you do have to check yourself because you realize like you'll, you'll just make a joke and sometimes it'll happen so fast that you need to catch yourself and say, you know what? No, that's, that's not the kind of, uh, that's not the kind of thing that I want to put out into the world. And so 
there were multiple times where we had the conversations like, no, um, the, the funny thing is them trying to learn this world or them being fish out of water in this world. It's not necessarily that there's anything wrong with the church elevate or anything wrong with the band, even though it's just, they, it's hilarious what they did, that there's nothing wrong with any of the people who are helping them along their journey. Um, Hmm. They are just learning about this sort of this fish out of water component. Now it's easy to be mean. That's the other thing I want to say real quick is like, it's so easy to be mean with comedy and it's harder to make, to make smart comedy, which, which is what I'm proud of. And I think, and and I think we did here. Absolutely. So I, off of that, I have a question and I hesitate to ask it because I don't really want to know the answer because I feel like I already <laughs> do. But, you know, th- this movie is pretty fresh, so I don't know how much reaction or interaction you've got with it. But Joseph, you mentioned that both Breitbart and Fox News have well, had But, they, but they, they didn't see the movie yet. That was like last year they came out against it. <laughs> but the trailer's been around for a little while. No, no, no. Fox News and Breitbart was like before it ever even... Uh, really? We hadn't shot yeah. the movie. Wow. We hadn't day shot one. it. It was literally day, day one. Day, day one of shooting, they wrote that. We didn't even know what movie we were making exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but they sure did. Yeah, yeah but they so, knew, yeah. So I guess the question is, Thus far, oh, I don't want to ask this. Don't want to ask this. Do it, do it, How do it, have you it. felt the Christian response to this? Has it been positive? Has it been, oh, we can enjoy a laugh? Or has it been negative? Or what are some of those stories and some of that, the, the insights into the response you've had from this film, especially from the faith community? Well, it's hard, it's hard to tell right now because we're in such a weird spot where the movie hasn't quite come out yet. So we've sure. definitely had... Christian reviewers and stuff that have that have said positive things, and we also play. You know, we started the process of playing the festival circuit at the beginning of 2020, which then got cut off because of COVID, which was crazy. Sure. But even you know, at Santa Barbara and when we were in DC, there were definitely enough. You know, even our premiere, you know, so we had people that worked on the movie that were Christians and friends, and so people came right. up to the premiere. And I think the prevailing, at least from my perspective the opinion from Christians about this movie was like, look, you guys handled this well. You should be able to laugh about this stuff. And honestly, you know, we, we heard direct comments at Q&As at, in Santa Barbara, like, I wish more faith-based movies were, were like this in terms of themes and like how this story yeah. played out. And so that so far seems to be the response. But again, this movie hasn't gone wide yet. So there could be a big you know, there could be a big swath of people that, that find this very offensive. Um, I would find that hard to believe, but so yeah. far it's been a positive. I, I think hey, my, fa- no my favorite press. thing I've heard, I think my favorite <laughs> thing so far that I've heard was uh, Lance Reddick, who plays my dad in the movie. He, uh, he was all set to go to our, our premiere in January and four days before he booked this movie in New Orleans and he couldn't go. And so he uh, emailed me and said, I'd still like to see the movie. Could I, could I see a link? And I sent it to him. And, um, and he calls me two hours later and he basically said uh, he loved the movie. He and his wife got super emotional at the end of it. And then he said, uh, he basically said, this is what I wish Christian movies were. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really interesting because I think, I think at the end of the day, if we wanted to make a movie that was 100% just for financial gain, we would have made a straight up faith-based movie. We, this, mm-hmm. we wouldn't yeah. have cursed. We wouldn't have, you know, he, I, I, both characters or at least one of them would have fully found Jesus at the end. It's like this would have been a Christian movie if that's why we made this movie. We more wanted to make a movie that we would want to see. And mm-hmm. so we wanted these characters, you know, to talk like real guys in their 30s that live in a bachelor pad in Van Nuys 
and go to bars and work at bars would talk. And we wanted it to feel real and organic. And, um, and I think that that hopefully makes the performances in the movie better and makes the ending more maybe heartwarming or more kind of like emotional than it would have been if we had just made this like PG movie where at the end, my character finds Jesus and everything's great. You know what I mean? It's like, um, yes, I, I'm going to say like, you know, that's something I'll say is that the, first of all, we were just discussing beforehand again, like we're, you know, both 30 something, you know, Christian guys, we would have enjoyed it going, you know, even like further in its, its ribbing, sure. you know, we would, sure. would have, you know, enjoyed that. Like there's a lot of fun you can have or, you know, have, have with that. Um, I also like, you know, two of the most, I, mean, I think for me, two of the most meaningful scenes were one where you were uh, sitting down together, talking about faith and, you know, why, um, why Tanner, you were starting to embrace the things you really loved about it. And Luke, why? Bluetooth connected. We're connected. We're connected. Bluetooth is apparently connected. <laughs> um, and Luke, why um, faith is something that you struggle with and things like that. And, um, and that, like, you're really delving into the issues really deeply and, like, why the story matters, why these characters um, and their journey of faith is so important. Um, that is something I would have even loved to see more of, you know, sort of talked about and explored in the story. And also the other one is where you're showing the montage back and forth of Luke and Tanner both going on the places in their lives and showing that contrast of what actually happens when you are actually putting the work in to self-improve and, and how that can take you away from people, even as it's bringing together. Um, and I think, you know, one of the things, so what are, I have my own little theories about sort of, you know, um, uh, uh, faith-based filmmaking and comedies and stuff like that. Cause I've looked at, you know, and one of the things that I thought is that Kevin Smith said that the most successful comedies today are called superhero movies. And um, his sort of point was that basically a lot of superhero movies today are comedies and, but they're comedies where the main point is to celebrate something, um, celebrate something beautiful. And I think that a lot of times sort of the disposition, people look at Christian comedies and they think, oh, this whole thing is going to be about tearing something down when, um, and people don't go to see, you know, Christian movies to see something tear down. They, you know, they, they go to see, you know, God celebrated or faith celebrated, just like people, you know, people, most people go to movies to go see a superhero movie or a romance or something like that, which is about celebrating something beautiful and good. And I think that one of the things I, I really, the parts I liked about your movie best were amazingly like the comedy, but also the stuff that you were showing was beautiful. The stuff that you're saying, like it's beautiful to try to, community is beautiful. It's beautiful to try to make your life better. Friendship, uh, yeah, yeah. friendship is beautiful when you can say, hey, I'm sorry, let's, you know, let's go back and be friends together again. That, um, when you did that, that, uh, that was something that you showed those were beautiful. And so I was wondering, I don't know if you have, that's just me ranting because that's what I do. Um, but I was wondering, is that something that's important to you in the story? Is that something you would like to see more of other people do? Is that what you'd like people to get out of this movie? What would you like people to get out of this movie? And would you like other people to see people do within this space and within this genre if people want to do faith-based films or faith-based comedies in particular? Speak, words, mouth. <laughs> well, it's interesting that you mentioned that scene with, Luke and Tanner at the puzzle towards the end of the movie that, you know, we, I have to give all the credit to, to Luke with that scene. Cause he, he wrote that scene. And I believe that 
scene is the way you see it is essentially written exactly the way I think he wrote it, probably the very first draft of the script. Mm -hmm. And that is, so that like came from Luke's head. And when I read that the first time, I immediately was like, this is what the movie is about. Like specifically Luke's line saying, um, it's not so much the people I have a problem with, it's the religion. Mm -hmm. And I think that to me is kind of the heart of at least the religious aspect of faith-based. There's a lot of other themes and things we're talking about. And I think there are bigger picture things about finding your purpose and, and, and community and stuff like that, that we really focused on. But in terms of the religious aspect of, of faith-based, that to me is always what I kept going back to. And so that scene, it was sort of always my North star for the movie. Cause like, no matter what changed and the order of things changed and jokes got funnier and some inappropriate jokes got pulled out and stuff. You know, we did a lot of that in making the movie, but that scene never got touched. Like from mm. script to screen, it's identical, I think. Um, and and to Tanner's, in terms of Luke and Tanner, the performer's credit, they like, I specifically remember, that was one of the last things we shot at Tanner's house. Um, and, you know, we're, it's like, we're shooting a bunch of stuff out of order. And, and I know that scene is like, this is a crucial scene to the movie. And we haven't shot a lot of the stuff that's happened to lead up to this. And these guys just like showed up and gave a really amazing emotional performance in that scene that we only did, I think three or four takes up. I mean, it was fast that we shot mm -hmm. that scene. David Fincher is having like, a heart attack right now. <laughs> I only know, right. Seriously. <laughs> And, and and I, you know, knowing how important it was, it was like, this could take a while and it didn't. And it was like, it was nailed right away. We didn't, we never cut lines out of it. It was like literally from page to screen what you see. And so that's just, I think, a long way uh, of saying that, um, that like, I'm glad you, ca you called that out because that's like, you know, as Christians, that's, that's for me what the movie was about, as opposed to somebody finding Jesus or being saved because of prayer or some sort of like cheesy solution to the story. It's like these characters realizing that they love and care about each other and they can celebrate their differences and move on and go accomplish something really, you know, crazy. I think that was what the story was about. And to me, if I was to watch a movie that's supposed to be called a faith-based movie or a Christian movie or a Christian storyteller, that's the type of stuff I would like to see like real life, not everybody becomes a Christian at the end of the story. Not everybody lives at the end of the story. Not everybody, you know, Christians I know curse. Christians I know drink whiskey. You, you know, it's like, Wait, why can't that? I know, Shocked. It's just, it's just like, why can't any of that stuff? And I know the answer mm -hmm. to it, but why can't that be, if you're, if you're doing it for the art of the story, why can't that be what's, that's real life? So that's what we were trying to do. I think... I think I really like that. I think the reason that I really hope that Christians don't write this off as, oh no, they say the F word, or oh no, they're making fun of my culture, is because I think what happens in the movie um, is what I wish would happen in more quote unquote faith-based films, is I think you get to something very human. It's a very human film. It has real people, real characters. And I think maybe the problem with Christian films a lot is they're almost archetypes or they're, they're caricatures of people. Mm -hmm. And I think for any art to be effective at all, it has to be human. It has to be realistic. Oh, yeah. So I don't think that the heart of this film, well, of course it makes fun of the culture. Um, and I think one, Christians need to get a little thicker skin. It's okay to make fun of hilarious idiosyncrasies. And I actually think a lot of Christians will like this because 
being having grown up in this and and currently in it to a degree in a certain sense, I notice the things and I want to laugh at those idiosyncrasies yeah. um, within Christian culture. But ultimately, I hope Christians can see this so they can see an example of a movie that does bring human elements to story because I think that's really the only way that stories are ever going to be really told effective. So yeah, congratulations. I, th thank you. Um, uh, I think the thing is, is like when you watch something, do you want to watch, <clears throat> do you want do you want to watch something that is a fantasy that is everything works out perfectly in the end everyone behaves in sort of this perfect cookie cutter manner and all of your thoughts and opinions and wants and hopes are reaffirmed by the end do you want to see that or do you want to see something that even as silly as our movie is in certain places is is perhaps a more realistic reflection of more human of yeah I'll say, I'll say one more thing is injury because I did write an article a while back called Where Are All the Great Christian Films? And one of the things that I, I said in there, which I just realized is sort of a part of your film, um, is sort of there's a sometimes a lack of hospitality where it's like you can imagine, say like, okay, even if you don't agree with me, I'm still going to invite you as an audience into the story so that you can be allowed to enjoy the story that I'm telling, even if you disagree with where I'm coming from. And the fact that you had one of the characters, you know, say like, you know, kind of sort of embrace this sort of church lifestyle and, and sort of thing like that, but you had one that didn't, and like both of them were fairly legitimate. You could tell a story, the story that Christians like to see about somebody actually embracing Jesus and turning their life around while acknowledging another story exists and saying that if that's not your story, you're still welcome here. And I think that that's a wonderful thing that you did, um, that that's something that I definitely would like to see more people do, not just Christian films, uh, mm -hmm. more people do in the storytelling. Um, uh, if, if one believes that we have a, a slightly tribalistic society now, maybe, uh, maybe we telling stories that allow people to come together is a good thing. I don't know. I, ultimately, and I'll, and I'll say this before we move into blessings and curses, I'll just say I think that we will see better films about faith and by people of faith the more we are allowed to both take jokes from other people and laugh at ourselves. Because usually when we're laughing at something or when someone's joking, it's about something real. It's about something mm -hmm. human that we're all noticing. But if you try to ignore that, you're not going to have ultimately realistic and human films. So any people of faith out there, learn how to laugh at yourself. Go watch this movie. It is funny. It is human. And start making films that are realistic, like you said. So that being said, let's move into blesses and curses. This is a segment where we take um, either something we've seen this week or something on topic like faith-based films and bless our favorite version and curse our, our least favorite version. So that was well put, well summarized. Thank you. Yeah. Any, any, any film about faith, um, it doesn't have to be uh, that you like and hate, um, uh, please think. And would you like, would you guys like to go first or shall we start us off? Uh, so you can get the hang of it. We know that sometimes filmmakers don't like to do it because they don't want to like bash other filmmakers <laughs> or something like that. But you know, you're 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 brave. You're comedians. You can, you know. Yeah, you're asking us to set traps for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We need hot uh, take. This was all a plot in order to get you to say uh, something. Uh, I'll say. I'll start us off because I, I I had one actually. Is uh, I'm sure some of your listeners have seen this movie, but I would say one of maybe uh, three specifically faith-based movies that I've really, really enjoyed was Blue Like Jazz, um, mm. which like for the people who haven't seen it, it was based on a book by Donald Miller that I read when it came out, probably early 2000s, um, and was very excited for that movie to get made. And, and that movie did not disappoint for me. Like that's one of the few times that I've seen a faith-based movie and, and felt like this is it. Like this is how you make one. If I was gonna make, if I was ever going to make a faith-based movie it would be something like that. Um, and so that's my uh, 
what's it called? Blessings. Uh, that's, my, that's your blessing. That's, that's, that's yep. my blessing. Um, and the and the one I will I will throw under the bus uh, hardcore is a movie called The Reliant with Kevin Sorbo. Um, <laughs> I have so many fun stories about um, this guy. By the I way, was almost in this movie. Great. So uh, <laughs> and, and, and we know God is real because He prevented him from. Yeah, being God it. is yeah, real. When, <laughs> when you said, "Oh my God," I did have a moment just now of like, "Was this the Kevin Sorbo movie he was in?" No, um, <laughs> you know what? Like I, almost. That was almost clearly, my second Kevin Sorbo film. We we clearly already have take issue with certain versions of faith-based movies, obviously. Um, but what I've seen such a trend in the last like four or five years is a lot of those same people that make or star in or whatnot these movies pushing to the next level and saying, if I can get people like my dad, who who my, my dad basically rents or buys every Christian movie that comes out, if I can push that into politics, mm -hmm. um, I will now make a movie about my, the Second Amendment rights disguised as some sort of... Um, a post-apocalyptic thriller and now i'm seeing these all the time where all these people like kevin sorbo are making these super conservative political i saw one that was funded by a bunch of liberty university people called the trump prophecy um oh, and yes. it's like literally the most insane thing i've ever seen and and they're they're now trying to take advantage of christians um in the same way by saying well if you're a christian you must be a conservative and in turn you should support this terrible conservative movie so i'm throwing the reliant with kevin sorbo under the bus don't even give him a trailer watch yeah. <laughs> plus my favorite my favorite on my favorite uh, comment on that one was by um the stone gremlin productions online which was they're like you, uh, they made me think it was going to at least be a fun bad film. I thought we were going to get to see Kevin Sorbo like shooting people. It's like, nope, no, it's like didn't even ter fun terrible. So yeah, I saw that. I had to see that. You're right. It's a good curse. It's a good curse. Oh man. I want to be more heartily in agreement with you, but I have like friends who are in that. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. It's okay. It's okay. We'll be honest for you. It's fine. Yeah. It is. Oh man. Uh, anybody else? Bless curse. Bless curse. Bless curse. Uh, well, I, I I I might flip the tables on you. Do two blessings, if I if I may. You are allowed. Um, we allow that. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that leeway. Um, I have always enjoyed the uh, the line, the witch and the wardrobe, as mm. the as the tale of Jesus coming to the animal kingdom. Absolutely. Um, and so so blessing to that because. Uh, because why not? Why not go? Why not? Why not take it to another level and yeah. um, have Liam Neeson voice a lion? Because that's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, um, and my second blessing. Oh, oh, I watched this movie earlier this year, and to anyone who's listening, and anyone here right now who hasn't seen it, I am I am begging you to watch Velocipaster by the end of this week. If you haven't seen Velocipaster, it perhaps is the greatest low-budget sci-fi action religious film that you've ever seen. Um, more ragtag than anything I've ever experienced. It's like there are times that it's so overtly aware of itself, but in such a brilliantly enjoyable manner. If you enjoy camp-type films. That's great. That's awesome. I'll have to actually look into it. I saw the trailer and I was like, well, this yeah, so, all right. Vince, any blesses, curses? Uh, I don't know if I have any specific blessings. Thanks. I guess my, my thought would be uh, my preference for media incorporating sort of faith conversations is when it's done, when it's integrated in, in a way that doesn't feel like 
you know, they're beating you over the head where, where sure. religion is yeah. like an obvious topic. You know, I think one of the more recent examples I can think of is the show Fleabag, uh, which That's I so love. Good. Um, it's like, who would think a show like that would mm. be just directly, obviously talking about religion and having one of the main characters be this priest um, and like, and not have people feel like they're being preached at. And I, and that's an example where it's like, you're clearly going to have people start conversations about the show and about the characters and about religion probably because of the way they handled it. And that's like, the, that's the type of content where I'm like, I love when you can, when you're so honest and, and vulnerable with how you're telling your story that you can just jump into talking about faith and this girl's experience with with a priest and being in a church and what that means to her without it feeling like at all preachy. I love it. Um, and then for a curse, I have to say, so I, I haven't watched, I haven't spent a majority of my adult life watching faith-based films, but leading into making faith-based, I binged a few of them. And uh, I started with, I kind of started with the obvious path of like, if you, if you see our movie faith-based, the movies that we make, sort of make fun of, so I watched, um, I watched Fireproof, which is hilarious. Classic. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, and, then <laughs> and it's like, you could see the, the budget level was at a certain level and they made money. So then they go on to War Room and that's like clearly a like bigger budget. You know, the sets look a little bit better. The camera and lighting looks better. Um, but there's, War Room was what, to me way more egregious in its ridiculousness. Mm. The fact that there's one scene, I've mentioned this with the guys before and other Christian podcasts that we've been on, but it's just so insane to me that like this lady builds a, a prayer room in her closet, which is fine. Like that's not the, that's not the crazy part, but the fact that she suspects her husband's cheating on her and her only solution to dealing with it is to go into this closet and pray like she's going to war <laughs> and, and and the scene where she's in the closet praying and her husband's out on a date with another woman about ready to take it to the next step and she prays and in the middle of like her inviting him over to her place he starts to have second thoughts because of this magical prayer experience and this is not to like make fun of prayer or the power of prayer but literally the way it was portrayed was just like it was face slappingly well, it makes our faith like a fantasy, like a magic. Exactly. It's well, like it's a like, magic is, spell. Yeah. Which know, is what I like, love. That's what I want my faith yeah. to be. I want to be a magic. <laughs> Which, if you're going to go magic spell right, go yeah. Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. Yeah. Like, like, that's do it with a Jedi Master. Do it with a Jedi yeah. Master or another fun way. Not you like will a, not a lady sleep in a closet. I can see that. Yeah. Yep. Joseph, bless curse. Bless curse. Oh, thank you very much. So yeah, I'm going to, I'll try to keep it quick. I'm going to go sort of the faith gate based comedy specifically route. Um, I'm going to go ahead and push again, uh, the movie Believe Me, um, mm -hmm. as if you're sort of for me, the gold standard of sort of satirizing Christian subculture. It was satirizing Christian subculture before the Babylon Bee was a thing. Um, and also gets really dark with the characters and situations and dealing with that kind of Trauma. I really felt like you know, faith-based in many ways was, was was you know a spiritual successor to that movie, uh, doing trying to do similar things like that. So I really like Believe Me. I think if you're looking for Christian comedy and you're not watching faith-based, you should watch Believe Me. Um, and yeah, you already mentioned Book of Mormon, and that's sort of like a, somebody who's not a member of the faith. So it's like 
believe me, it's like if you are a member of the faith, you're making fun of yourselves. But if you're not a member of the faith and you're making fun of uh, the faith, like Book of Mormon, I think is the gold standard because it really does great ribbing of religion with, but also like not mean spiritedly. Mm-hmm. And so I think mm-hmm. that that's really good. Um, for a curse of a, a faith-based comedy um, that uh, I would say Holy Man Undercover, um, just, you know, it was, it was an early David A.R. White film, very mm-hmm. early. And nothing specially bad I about love it. That guy. <laughs> I'm sure he I loves love you him. too. He is. He him. is the. He is the Tommy Wiseau of Christian filmmakers. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, and, oh yeah. And, 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 and by the way, David Ayer White, if you want to hire me, I will swallow <laughs> everything you just said and totally be in one of your films. We just, no, somebody 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 I know just had him on a podcast, and uh, and uh, and I asked the guy. I said, ask him if he's heard of Faith Based, and if he has. Ask him if we can make if he'll fund uh, a prayer in space, <laughs> and he'll he'll get to be in it. I will. We would a hundred percent put him in a prayer in space. That's absolutely. That's, that's but no, it's like it's it, it's in all the best and worst ways. Like just you know what you expect, you know of of just not. It's just not very well made. I like the idea, but it was still wasn't a fan. Um, but in terms of and also it curses in terms of. Um, you know, uh, people who are not religious sort of making fun of religious people. I'm going to go with this year's Yes, God, Yes, which was, you know, which was a sort of like, it was a coming of age story for a girl sort of growing up in a Catholic school and sort of discovering X and all sounds good so far, but it, it's, it's level of humor was, ha ha, sex is, is, is funny. And also those people over there are stupid. And so it's like, ah, that's not how you should be doing comedy or coming of age stories. So, um, so that's going to be my, my, my curse for there. So yeah, cool. Um, thank you. And, uh, I got a blessing. Uh, no, no, you're not. He's, he always <laughs> wants to join in. Like he's a co-host or something. <laughs> okay. So I'm wrote, I'll make this quick. Um, as far as bless, uh, faith-based film, um, they are few and far between, but I think the gold standard for me, I know we, we differ, Joseph, but I think there's a film uh, made by a guy named um, David Schultz. He's a good friend of mine called Ragamuffin. Hmm. And this film does everything that we've talked about um, and doesn't do everything that we've talked about. It doesn't conflate faith with um, uh, politics hmm. and culture. And it kind of removes and strips away all these things that we think about, which are worthy of being made fun of. So it takes away whatever politics we attach to the faith, it takes away um, uh, whatever culture we've attached to the faith and gets down to the root of what it actually is, which a lot of people didn't like and were offended by, but I thought was actually beautiful because I don't want my faith muddied up by stuff that um, modern people create Mm. and conflate it with. And I think that happens all too often, like you were mentioning, Luke. Um, So it's a beautiful film. It's about a guy named Rich Mullins uh, who died in a car wreck, but he was a a songwriter, poet guy, but it's really, really well done. Um, and so I just love, I encourage anyone out there to watch Ragamuffin, fantastic film, and just aesthetically and technically really well done. As far as my curse, um, I saw this film with my friend as a hate watch. Um, <laughs> and uh, those are just fun sometimes. Oh, yeah. But the film, <laughs> I hope I'm not just ruining my life as an actor, but you know, I'll go for it because I don't know how much pull these guys have. But it's a film called Pitching Love and Catching Faith. That's literally Great the title. title. And okay. it's, uh, yeah, it's a great title. You guys um, could have used that in your film. That sounds like the perfect Christ flicks title. It should have been on the wall. <laughs> but it, it's, I want to be. Uh, uh, what was higher purpose? Higher, yeah. higher risk, higher purpose. I like the idea of the poster. Yeah. The post, the poster is just Jesus on the mound about to throw a Bible. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
pitching love, catching faith. I want to be nice, but I can't. It's it's awful. And when I looked at the budget, um, it, it, it's inexcusable. It was so bad. And just the way they portray faith in people is just, it is laughable. Like I almost, I would believe it if you told me it was made as a comedy. I know what I'm doing this weekend. Yep, yeah, that sounds good. I'm, I'm about to have to look up that trailer, boys. <laughs> That's right. But uh, those are my blessings and curses. Um, and so that concludes... Uh, the podcast, where if you want to get in touch with um, the Overthinkers, please go to overthinkersjournal.com uh, where you can write us messages. We love hearing from you. Leave us a review. That always helps us. If you want to get in touch with me, my name is Nathan Clarkson. You can go to nathanclarkson.me or find me on the social media. Just type in my name. Joseph, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, josephholmesstudios.com or you can find me on all the socials. Also, you can go to our Facebook group, The Overthinkers, where we have a lot of overthinking conversations about faith, culture, the arts, philosophy. Love to have you there. People, how can people get in touch with you guys or anything to plug? Do you have like a movie coming it? out or something? Yeah. Where can we see your film? <laughs> yes, where can we see your film? Uh, the movie comes out October 9th. Uh, we're encouraging everybody to, as much as they can, watch at home. It's available anywhere. Uh, you can rent or buy a movie from iTunes, Amazon, you know, Fandango, Xbox, all that stuff. Uh, yeah, October 9th. And, and I mean, we're all on the socials. If you look up our, our names on Instagram and Twitter, we got a fun uh, instagram is probably our main account for the movie which is instagram cool. at the faith-based film and we uh try to post pretty regularly there yeah but uh <laughs> but we yeah. Also have, october 9th we also have faithbasedmovie.com we're going to put all the links up there and some fun special content and probably other links to our socials too so faithbasedmovie.com is a good place to go as well yeah our instagram is full of a lot of fun stuff like that's something we've been like putting a little just a little work into and so it's got behind the scenes stuff and stuff on some of our crew that we really enjoyed and so there's just a lot of fun uh content there if people like the movie and and decide they want to i don't know see a little more about what it was like very fantastic Well, thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you all, your, our guests, for coming on. We really enjoyed it. And, oh, and remember, Thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. And remember, everyone, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Mm-hmm.